But Rory, I want to get your opinion on this. So there is a YouTuber um, yeah. and he's very much based around self-improvement and things of that nature. Uh, yeah. He touches on all kinds of things, but one of his things is that the gym is like a pillar of like self-improvement. I think we both agreed on that last week. Yeah, 100%. So he and he and now I will say this as a caveat. I've not tried it and you haven't tried it because I've sprung it on you. But he says, try this for like three to four weeks and then report back. So don't give an anecdotal kind of like or your take on it without trying it. But we're going to do that anyway. Okay. So the principle is, he he's saying we haven't trained intensity enough. So what what that means is what I've understood it to be is like when we're in the gym and we're doing three sets of inclined uh, chest press with the dumbbells. So with that set and the first set, we're keeping a lot in the locker based on knowing we've got two more sets to go. So his principle was. For a, a, a amount of time to test it out, I suggest doing one, like a couple of warm-up exercises, like, you know, don't be stupid, but once working, one working set of each exercise per session. So I know this uh, scientifically doesn't really work out for muscle building, but what do you think of that for basing on intensity? So if we go our max effort for one set and see how many reps we can get. And then when we're on that last rep, we strain as much as we can to get the muscle up. Uh, is that a good thing to do? And could training intensity be a worthwhile pursuit? Yeah, what, what 100% in my opinion, um, particularly for intermediate and advanced like lifters, if you like. Obviously, with, with beginners, I think what's hard with beginners is You've got to learn how to lift first. It's like, mate, I'm going to go back to the... Have I dropped the driving analogy? Yeah, I don't think I have, have I? But if oh, you learn really? to drive a car, like, you're not bombing. You might do if you're like Lewis Hamilton, but, like, you're not bombing the motorway on your first 10 lessons, are you really? Um. So, and it's the same in the gym in the sense that are you going to know your 10, 12 rep max when you're a beginner lifter? No, because you haven't built that like skill requirement yet, and that's fine. So, I think learning to lift well is the thing for beginners. But if you're intermediate and advanced, you've got that foundation, you've got the skill of being able to do an exercise safely, um, to already at a decent intensity. I think the high intensity training is 100% the way to go. What do we know about like people in general, us included, mate? We like the easy option, don't we? For sure. We like the easy option. We like to play it safe. And that goes in the gym as well. You know, you go in the gym and most people are probably leaving. They'll do 10 reps and they're probably leaving four or five reps at least in reserve. Is that enough to make progress continuously? Like, no. Like, we, we know it's not like, right? We know that, again, we won't get too nerdy, but like, you know, the, the Schoenfeld stuff, like yeah. on hypertrophy, like 60, you know, at least sort of 65% intensity. Even I think that's a bit low, to be honest. I think, you know, definitely for me, if I trained at 65% of my max, like, and, and didn't go full intensity, I think I would struggle to grow personally. Like, for me, it's more like sort of 70, 80%, I think. But yeah, I definitely think high intensity is something we should all do. It doesn't mean you've got to do it on everything, but I think it's definitely worthwhile. Just Yeah, so I'm just, I'm, 
what I'm trying to get, I'm, I guess, and you'll be a good, uh, you'll be a great reference point for this because you would have seen many people, not only your own clients, but people throughout the gym. Do people understand intensity? Do they actually understand intensity? So when if we look at an RPE, receipt, is it no? Yeah, perceived rate of exertion or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right, perceived one, exertion. Yeah, mate, that's, that's the it. one. So, so one out of ten, we rate how hard we're working. Now, I like. I think a lot of people would think, oh yeah, well, I'm at an eight or I'm at a nine, even at a ten. But do people? Do you think actually have a good um, gauge. rating on that? Yeah, that's the word. The gauge on where they are. They actually at a ten, or do you think people are playing it so safe? Mm. I, I don't know. Do, do, do you get where I'm coming from with that? Yeah, I think there's a there's a few things down this. Like if you've got a training partner, and that training partner is you know, a really good training partner, like pushes you. A really good example is go go and next time they're on holiday, or if you don't train with them every session, train alone and then train with them, and watch how much more they get out of you. But there's an environment there. There's someone holding you to account in the set. Obviously, saying right, you're gonna get ten here. You're not gonna back out at eight you're going to get 10. You're not going to tap out like psychologically. Obviously there's a competitiveness there. So mm. between the accountability and the competitiveness and the experience and like the kind of the honesty on the table in a partner session, like you are going to get more output. But I think it's worthwhile saying don't have the expectation that you can necessarily create that exact same environment on your own. Like mate, do you remember when we did that banded leg press with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, Great example. Let, like when we took you through that what was that like yeah so it was horrible because like i i like i felt like i was at i felt like i didn't have any more and i'm pretty good with that like i know yeah. that you know you know I, I feel like i'm at a 10 but you know actually that's me trying to protect myself i'm in a safe environment i've definitely got more but even after the more there was still more yeah like like we took you to your max and then because i'm there next you go mate fucking hell like to me you have not failed like you, th there's like two or three more in there and to you those reps and and the same vice versa if i was in there would feel like death would feel awful yeah. um but the point is they are there and i think personally if you go and experience that Although you might not get that on your own, you'll still raise your level because you you have experienced what it's like to be pushed hard in a set. Um, yeah. And I think, to be honest as well, mate, like I actually don't think I had that done to me until probably about 18 months ago. And I feel like I've been in the game a long time. But I, I remember one particular set 18 months ago that I got put through by somebody who's like, you know, very good ex expert at what they do and I've, I've never been pushed like it my body was shaking i wanted to leave the chair and i ended up getting like another five or six reps or something on this whatever i was doing and it just mm. showed me like wow like that is the level you can train to and there's no way i could do that on my own in the gym because i had other trainers around me i had this like expert level coach like literally guiding me through it like mate do this think about this push into that so every variable was in my favor music was on so but it's hard to replicate that but yeah like 100 like high intensity is is so important um and i think once you've done it once you will raise your average game mm. 
yeah, that's, the that's it. That's it. That's a sick point. I think, I think you've got to remember, and it kind of links to another thing I want to talk about. But your mind is protecting. You're tearing the muscle down. Your body's going. Hold on. Your mind's going. Okay, maybe we maybe we're pushing this too hard. Like it, all all these things come into your head, and again, especially when you're on your own, because you start to think, "Am I compromising safety?" Obviously, with you with a like a coach a professional then you're not in that position like they if they're a good coach they'll be able to tell you limits where you're doing it correct your form and stuff like that but this whole principle of training intensity i really think like as you say for, for someone like yourself to not and maybe i've never been there to that level but to not have done to be that at that point for until 18 months ago that says a lot and i could just imagine the most recreational the gym lads or the girls who like go and train legs and stuff like that or whatever they do they're not tapping into the leaving gains on the table i think is my point yeah no mate 100 percent. that's a good way to put it they are leaving gains on the table i think it's a good time this probably crosses over into the exercise stuff quite nicely now but what i would say is we say this obviously you're not going to be able to do that on like a back squat or a bench yeah. barbell bench press because obviously we're not saying go into the gym and like literally squat until you fall on the floor or bench until the bar cannot lift from your chest obviously that's not safe but like if you're doing like a machine leg press or a machine chest press or a leg extension yeah, that's a great point very little can go wrong if you set up right if you know it's control control a lift etc but you can push it like mate you know this like you can make people people say to me oh, leg extension easy nah. not you've not done leg extension you've properly. not done a leg extension properly. yeah like you can take someone to a dark place on a leg extension and that's not got to be every session um no. but it will raise your game in terms of what you expect and demand of yourself in a session and results will fly from that. Like, you know, mate, when your intensity is raised over the past few months, the level, like the, the quality of the workout, the progressions, they, they come so much quicker. Yeah, for sure. And like with the, there's a couple of things here that, and the barbell thing and then the, like the machine things, I think there's a bit of a misconception here because if you get the, I went down this route and I was like, right, barbell's best, free weights are best. And, you know, like, oh, like, I, I don't need those other machines because I know what I'm doing. However, you have to, yes, the other machines are safer, but if you use them properly and you use them to their advantages, for example, the leg extension, yeah. we're in a very safe position to, re like, to, to push our intensity to perhaps like these higher levels without compromising. Um, form potential risk of injury and stuff like that and that's really exciting but i think for a lot of people they will they will see it like i used to where it'd be like oh they're not as good but it's not about that you know mate a hundred percent like you know me i'm a big and and who knows maybe maybe at some point in the future i will retract what i'm about to say but um like i'm a big fan of like and i've like pretty much been taught i suppose by like the educational platforms i've been through to go from stable to unstable exercises so if i've got someone new i want to see how they do a leg extension before i see how they do a squat because they can't control a leg extension they can't contract their quads they can't get intensity out of the leg extension the chance of them getting that on the squat is even lower so and like safe stable exercises are and machines are 
really underrated. Some machines aren't made fantastic, like we know that. And if you're, you know, I've made, you know, I've got a client who's six foot nine, so fitting him into some machines is really tricky. Yeah. Um, we, we we do our best, but like machines aren't going to be for everyone. But they're a fantastic place to learn how to like actually contract a muscle, actually train to intensity, train safely, build your confidence. Um, a lot less can go wrong on a, a lot of kind of like stable machines compared to, you know, dumbbell presses, barbell presses, back squats, deadlifts, which are all fantastic exercises, but it doesn't mean you've got to shoehorn them into your kind of first ever program. Yeah, for sure. And one of the, one of the things I would like to say here is like, this is one of the advantages to um, checking in with a PT every now and then. Like, go, like for me, I feel like I'm a an intermediate lifter now. However, there are still little nuggets of information I'll gain from you and having someone I like test my intensity for one. But there's those little those little adjustments that kind of just come out of whack over time, and now and like you'll you won't even realise you've made these compensations to make things easier. But when someone looks at you and they can objectively say, "This is you're doing this slightly wrong. This is how you can improve it. This is how you can improve the contraction." It's so it's so beneficial, and I think a lot of people again we get this grandiose idea of ourselves that I know what I'm doing. I don't need help. Like, but I would just like to just push people into that direction. Like, maybe consider it. Like, if you're going to be, you'll be paying an expert to take you through what you're doing and you might think I'm an expert at my workout but if they can like just spot a few little things how much is that worth to you over time how much are you leaving on the table exactly exactly and another thing with the with the machines that I wanted to touch on um and it's kind of segues into one of the big things that we've talked about actually they're excellent for isolation like that's that's kind of if I'm not mistaken that's a big point of the machines right to isolate the specific muscles Mate, yeah, one hundred percent. Mate, we could go down so many rabbit holes. Yeah, here we go. Um, <laughs> oh no, he's got the shit <laughs> out. Um, yeah, literally. So, like, again, and this is something I'm learning at the moment, and I'm not going to go. I don't want to go too into it because I don't think it's it, it. Like, people will value from it that much, but mm. like, there's we've got this thing called like orchestration. And it's basically when the nervous system is trying to juggle different things. So, like, it's the old, if you pat your head, it's easy. But if you pat your head and try and rub your stomach, it's it, it, it gets oh, hard, right? Or juggle three tennis balls, all this kind of thing, right? Yeah. It's the same in exercise. So, you try and do a squat on an upside-down BOSU while trying to do a bicep curl, while trying to count to 10, you're going to struggle because the nervous system is trying to do so many different things. And what happens as a result is your kind of ability to to produce muscular output dramatically reduces because you're trying to you, you're you're trying to split the difference right. So whereas you go on a leg extension, you're locked in, you hold on, all you've got to do is straighten your legs and then control it on the way back down. The only thing you've got to do is straighten your legs, so your muscular output can be a lot higher. And when we're looking at improving strength, getting muscle gains, um, improving performance, that is what we want. We want a, a base where we can push our output. We don't want to inhibit it. We want to enhance it. And that's why machines, in my opinion, um, are so good. 
Yeah, for sure. And there's the thing to be said as well. I think you said this to my brother, but if you've got to set up a squat rack, uh, tape plates on, tape plates off, that is a time-consuming process. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like a, a weak reasoning, but if, we, if we've only got limited time in a day, we've all got 24 hours. And if you can get on a leg extension and get this, not, maybe not the same benefits in terms of recruiting all the same muscle groups, but you get a nearly the same output or isolation on the intensity quads, then, output, yeah. And you've done it in half the time. Then all of a sudden, we, we, there's another variable there that we're not we're not going to typically account for in training. But I think that is really worthwhile to say, mate. Hundred, hundred percent. And bottom line, like bottom line is, we all go to the gym to get results. That is the bottom line, and like we're, we're you know, we are a lot of us are are patient. We learn to be patient. We don't expect results overnight, but we still want results. We still want them in the quickest manner possible. Um, so let's let's make sure that we're doing that and like and make our programs efficient and not just kind of you know, well, you know, squats squats are the exercise of the century. I have to do them. If you've got three yeah. sessions a week, forty five minutes. I'm telling you now, squat's probably not the movement to go with. Yeah, and again, again, I think it's important here to also mention, depends on your goals, right? Like some people will go in and squat every session because they're trying to build up their, their nervous system, stuff like that. Um, we're talking like typical five by five splits. Powerlifters. Exactly. And it, it speaks to your it speaks to your goals. But I think for the recreational listener, like if I'm thinking of my friends, me you we're, we're kind of training to put on some muscle size as well as increasing the weights one thing that you touched on briefly and it goes it's it's it, to be honest it's changed my training it's like it's like what you said for you 18 months ago with intensity uh, let's say like six months ago although i've been training for however many years this really turned the dial up and that is using these machines to gain an understanding of what real muscle contraction feels like yeah i love it because from andrew huberman's podcast like i'm talking i've sent this to you he sits down with like one of the best in the biz um scientific done loads of research and whatever and he just says this throughout the three hour conversation he floats this little little tidbit of information in it's like muscle growth is highly or if not nearly all determine on how hard your muscle contracts and so if you can control if you can increase that contraction amount you're going to recruit recruit more muscle mass now we said it in a simpler way but then the isolation the leg extension it taught me how to engage my quads and then yeah. all of a sudden now i can stand here and engage my quads whereas that wasn't a skill that i had before and i just think to myself how much was i leaving out there yeah it's like um the whole like motor unit like recruitment thing and it's true like because i think like the the what they they know from the research is that like we've obviously i think most people listening to this would have heard of like muscle fibers like you know they got these kind of fibers that that make up our kind of like muscle tissue if you like and when you do like let's say like five reps of a leg extension let's say it's like a i don't know a 15 rep max and you do like five reps you're not actually recruiting like all of the fibers because basically you don't need all of the fibers yet to do that job. And this is why intensity is so important because when you get to that higher end of intensity, the motor unit recruitment like increases, increases, increases. Like that's what the 
kind of research shows so that's again why training hard and, and learning and how to contract a muscle you know they can measure this stuff and you, you know you've not got to get yourself too caught up in that like if you're listening to this but just have an understanding that going into the gym understand okay what muscle am i trying to target yeah. and, and challenge on this exercise because if it's passive again you'll be leaving gains on the table results on the table and that's what we're there for right so yeah it's such it's that's a brilliant question i couldn't i couldn't think of a more succinct way in a simple way and like the thing is i want to actually stop and pause on that because as we know there's so much information we're talking about so much stuff here but that's such a simple thing to say that could actually change the game for you if you're going to the gym and you're doing a leg extension what are you trying what muscle are you trying to engage like just ask yourself that question and if you did that before uh four exercises if you've got four or if you've got six exercises and you do that every time it's just going to help you increase that contraction just understand it more and just get it more out of every exercise because i would find for me specifically forward posture unfortunately which i'm trying to improve but if i do an incline um dumbbell press i would find a lot of the time a lot of front delt that's where a lot of my movement was coming from as soon as i started doing more isolated chest stuff drop the weight think about the intent all of a sudden i've struggled building my chest for however long i'm seeing massive results just based on that that slowing down thinking we're playing the long-term game here what am i trying to accomplish how can i accomplish it oh actually use my chest massive absolutely massive yeah exactly mate exactly he's so imp- and again this floats in nicely to like the exercises that you choose to do are really important right because you know structurally we're all so different like we know that you know there's exercises that feel amazing for you that probably feel terrible for me and vice and vice versa um and the reality is like we want more of those exercises that feel fantastic for you you know, things yeah. are feeling clunky, awkward. Um, you know, there's probably a good argument to say, well, is there a better movement we can pick? I mean, if squats, they hurt your back, your heels are riding off the floor when you're trying to squat low, uh, you're not really getting too much range because you've got the longest femurs and thigh bones <laughs> in the world. You know, it's fine to choose a leg press, a split squat, a leg extension, um, a squat machine, like over that. Um so yeah, like exercise, like we've just brought in like for you, mate, we've just started doing um some cuff work, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. And we dis- we discussed that, didn't we? And uh I like for me, absolutely amazing. But I can imagine for other people, definitely not. Yeah, exactly. And um and, and this is the thing, and again the cuff thing, like mate, coming back to it like six months ago, if if I'd have said, right, mate, I need you to get these cuffs, I know you probably would have gone and got them knowing you, but like six months ago maybe wasn't the appropriate time for us to bring in that exercise right because you know we actually just wanted to kind of assess okay how are you currently training what are your current biases what are you open to changing and now that we've had a bit of that we're now in a position where you're like actually i'll explore this a bit more is there a better way to do that and it's like ah okay maybe we can try these cuffs like maybe we can try some shoulder movements you haven't done before um you know and, and trying to tap into a bit of an un, untouched like potential there so it's interesting it's interesting how things move yeah for sure and i would say that like like this is something you've drilled into me and 
again it's one of those simple things that you just don't really stop to question but it's like are all exercises created equal and then i know you're big on this and as you've just said like it's it's so bespoke to the puts to the people like to your example you've given me that great example before where you've explained um moment arms but you've got your man there who's six foot nine he's going to be vastly different to the five foot five girl who's training and wants like they want to achieve muscle growth but they're going to approach it in totally different ways mate exactly um did i tell you that mate this is mate fuck, people are never gonna listen to this again if they hear what i'm about to say um, i love it go, go we, for it we got the tape measure out and measured for people's humor like you know you're so for the people on the front line here yeah on the if, front line. If, if you don't know what a humerus is then i wouldn't expect you to know what a humerus is and humerus is humerus is in a bow not humerus is in laugh out loud like <laughs> me i'm a humerus guy <laughs> like so you know like your arm bone shoulder to elbow so yeah. like your humerus bone we measured uh my six foot nine client noah uh he loves this kind of shit so we measured his arm and it was like it was can't remember the exact number i'm sure it was 14 maybe 15 inches right just that bone mine was 13 i believe and then the two guys trained in the gym one was 11 and a half and one was 11 right so straight away that completely changes what a bench press feels like to us all and this is why all exercises aren't created equal obviously there's more there's more distance between like the resistance on 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 Noah's bench press compared to mine compared to the guy who had 11 inches so that exercise favors the guy with 11 inches right um and it's fascinating because we look at it and we're like mm, like he's lifting 60 why can't I lift that and the reality is like you built different like likelihood is you built different like 60 kilos of him is going to feel different for you so it's so interesting so yeah like we we know that exercises aren't created equal which is why it's important to like i suppose just discover the ones that work for you i like it's so interesting as well because i for me i struggled to get my head around the um the reason that would be but basically being longer you have to lift it over along the distance or mathematical stuff basically but what for him is an unfortunate thing six foot nine dude right you could you put he you you're going to assume someone who's six foot nine he's gonna be you know stronger but when you put him on the bench and then like he he struggles with the same weight maybe that starts affecting his confidence because you haven't got that knowledge to know that actually this is the science behind it so it's really reassuring for people if you like again i always flex on the instagram uh influencers and stuff like that but if they're like doing some crazy weight maybe they've just got like a like yeah don't get me wrong they probably worked very hard but maybe they've chosen that exercise to showcase because it it fits them nicely you know yeah yeah 100 percent um so what i was what i was gonna kind of like just slide into here because for me i've been thinking about this kind of a, a bit so obviously We've got, we have a variety of people here, like beginner. I would say probably beginner to intermediate is a good range, but we'll have some at the top range, some at the bottom range. Um, but like for a beginner, what would you like recommend as like a, like a start in 
how many times should they train a week? I know it's such a broad question, but I like to I I'd, I like to think to myself if I was a younger version of me, what would I say now? What would get mm. someone off on the good on like the right foot? Because you've got to get that balance between not overdoing it and like killing yourself and not forming the habit. But you can't fall, like do just the bare min or can you do the bare minute? I'm not too sure. It's interesting, mate. It's so tough, isn't it? Because you know who's the person what's their work schedule what are they able to commit to what are they willing to commit to i think we we all know like the minimum really if you really want to see some fantastic results over over a, a fairly you know not overnight but a fairly speedy time frame we've got to be looking at at least three times a week i think we i think we all we all know that you know i've you know i've got clients who i train twice a week who do very very well but I think three times guarantees you three good sessions guarantees you fantastic progress. Uh, and I don't necessarily think four, five, six is better. Um, obviously, as you know, mate, like, you know, going from three to four brings more movements in, brings more opportunity to target certain areas in uh, and leave, not leave things out. Same with five, but I don't necessarily think, you know, more is better again, the whole quality quantity debate. So I think for most people, if you can train three times a week, Maybe four for some of you, that's that's a great place to start. You know, you've not got to do 20 exercises. It might be that we pick eight, ten max across those three sessions. You just get really good at them. Yeah, a, a great point. There's such a wealth of information out there. And it, it comes back to this this thing that we've, we've preached on it, I think, in every episode now. But it's literally you've got to think of the long-term goals because the thing is – the natural thing to do is look at those influences out there, look at the people around you, see how they're doing it. And obviously they are going to influence you, but you've got to build yourself up from the base. So take it simple, get the movements right. And I say this, like I definitely didn't do this. Like I was like, right, okay, I think I've got this. Like we'll move on, we'll do another one. But like if you can if you can kind of take into account what we're saying here with the, the things of intent, um, slowing it down dropping the weight and just being very thoughtful about this if yeah we trained if we trained three days a week and did quality exercises and we compared you to someone who would train with the identical body six times a week but um wasn't didn't train with intent had no real structure um the the, the difference has to be massive because all of a sudden, like you, you, you're controlling so many variables, and one of the big things you're not going to get injured. Yeah, ex well, exactly. The, the likelihood goes down a lot anyway. That's what I should say. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think three times, like you say, three times focusing on quality, um, you know, efficiency, good technique, safe technique. I know that sounds really boring, and oh, so it does. But, it does, but, but it's but it's, it's strong. Uh, it's honestly it's because if you've had a, a niggle or an injury you've got one right now you listen to this you'll know you think well if i hadn't have got that injury i'd be pushing more right now i wouldn't be two weeks behind where i thought i'd be so that is why although it sounds a bit boring from the start a bit like you know teacher telling you off uh yeah. It, it, yeah. it is important and, and honestly you'll train for longer you'll train better for longer if you have that consideration and you'll soon get you'll soon get a lesson it'll be it'll be a humbling lesson if you do get injured where you think oh you know what i need to learn from this like when i tweak my shoulder i think i need to learn from this i can't go from sitting all day to 
doing jujitsu and being on my back and then all of a sudden my, my neck's underneath my back it just it's you learn these lessons and life will do that to you will humble you sometimes but if you can control that as best as possible then you're going to be in the best place i want to switch lanes to well not totally but i was thinking the other day and i do a lot of thinking in between sets where i'm just kind of like you know your people watching and stuff like that and i thought maybe maybe just maybe you have something to um weigh in on this so i'll start because then i'll hopefully give you time to think but okay. i was thinking about like what's like weird gym habits that you have that you think are effective so there's a cup there's a couple that come to my mind straight off the bat and maybe you don't have anything maybe you think you're the most normal guy ever rory but we'll, we'll see we'll see so for me uh one's research based and one is purely 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 anecdotal and it's about optimization so the research based one is from andrew huberman again top dog he just brings so much science but what i will do is i will go and fill my water bottle up a metal metal water bottle and i'll make sure it's as cold as possible and what i'll do i'll grasp that bitch, literally two hands around it and cool my palms because what this the research suggests is that cooling your palms actually increases your recovery it has a it has a wealth of uh improvements to your performance now i think people must look at me and think he really loves that bottle but that's one of the <laughs> weird ones um, oh that's it mate, you got that, anything that, like that um like little gym like is it like the old yeah. um you know when a footballer puts his socks on from the last game yeah yeah, yeah superstition mate, it, can, it can be something like that mate whatever you've, you've got an effective one or if you've got a very superstitious <laughs> yeah exactly the writing's on the wall um, so yeah do you know what i do go in on I, I, I can sets. see it in your face i can see it in, in your face go in on. between sets Oh, no, not even in between sets. When I'm just about to start, like my like a hard set. Yep. I go, come on now. Yeah. I don't know exactly. why I say that. I thought I just go, come on now. <laughs> Does it? Do you find it really works? weird? <laughs> do you find like, mate? I I'll do it as well. Like, do you know what it is? I I get that from like like having like a coach. Like, if my mate's training with me, he's gonna give me a little prep talk. If you're training with me, you're gonna be like, come on. Then. Let's go, keep going. And like, it's my it's my fake inner PT that comes out to myself. <laughs> it's like, come on, mate, like, th this is you getting in the zone. I, I like that one, though, because a lot oh, of yeah. people do stuff like that. I'm going to shout out my uh, two of my clients, Cal and Luke, who are like, be they're, they're like best friends. And then <laughs> I remember I trained with them for like one of the first times. This was a while back. And um, we were doing, we were doing a set of something like a chest press or something with a with a barbell as well free but i think it was a free bar overhead seated like shoulder press serious business and um and basically we were doing the reps and um one of them went oh yeah these are the money makers <laughs> and mate i burst honestly i couldn't i burst out laughing oh <laughs> mate. so so now like whenever i get into the hard reps and i see one of them it's really hard because i'm like yeah these are these are the money maker reps <laughs> i love it though i love it because in the moment where it's all going to all going to shit and you think fuck i'm putting this on the line here yeah. and someone cracks something like that it, it's make or break isn't it yeah yeah mate oh and then another good one is um 
uh, this is a recent one this is so uh, a lady i trained she um she loves the the plate loaded leg press and she's really good at it to be fair she's been good at it for a uh, she's done it for a long time it's it's a yep. staple in the program it never moves and she's getting ridiculous by it on there and and the last few weeks she does she works for the police so she does shift work so sometimes it's like okay you know you've had a couple of days off it's fucking pb day today and then some days like oh you're on the back of four nights like not expecting a pb but we'll do what we can yeah and um she's coming off like a couple of rest days we racked up the leg press and she you know lifted it to the top and racked did one rep and she went yes <laughs> and, then, and then knocked out like another 10 reps and just <laughs> racked it like pb it was like she knew and she just went yes yeah, I love that. I love that. Do you know what that? It's like I think you might be like glimpsing into people's like inner dialogue, but it's yeah, one yeah, of the exactly. few times it comes out. I love that, mate. I honestly do because I think people are like scared of looking weird or anything. But nah, if that's getting you, is that doing the business for you? And that might geez you up. Go for it, man. Yeah, it's whatever, whatever you need, isn't it? Um, it's whatever you need. I mean, don't get me wrong, like. I'm never going to be one of these guys who like you coming into the gym to train and I've just done one set of chest press and now I'm knocking 10 bells out of the punch bag. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, never yeah. gonna, I'm never going to be that guy, but I like a little, a little kind of like, come on now in between. I, I, do you know what? It's the, there used to be like a meme that went around where people would do the, uh, people do an exercise like that and then they just start shadow boxing. <laughs> yeah, 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 mate. Moving about. Mate. Mate, in between your cuff raises. Da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky moment. To be fair, though, my second one, it is actually, and I think this is top level weird because I, I think sometimes people must think I'm absolutely insane. So when between exercises, um, this is very much uh, the case if I've been at work all day, and I am going to be fascinated to think know what you think about this. Between exercises, I will just simply... I'll take I'll take my step. I'll, I'll look at my watch and I'll put either time a minute or time amount of steps, and I will just jog on the spot. I will just keep jogging, and then I'm just basically I'm using my rest period. It's keeping my heart rate up, keeping the blood flowing, and I'm using that to um, basically keep my step count up because I don't do a lot of steps in the day. Yeah. So I'm like. How can I make this gym time the most optimal? Mm. So I'll I'll bang out an incline chest and then I will just drop the dumbbells. I'll give ten seconds, have a think, compose myself, and I'll just start jogging on the spot. What are your thoughts? Mate, I think it's efficient. Yes. I hope well, you I think you're hiding your the fact that you think maybe not optimal, but efficient. <laughs> mate, mate, it's efficient. You're getting those steps in. Um I mean, mate, like at the end of the day we can we can sit here and like we can pick apart anything, right? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we can pick apart, we can pick up, make a make an argument for not browsing your phone, sitting still in between sets. We can make an argument for not jogging in between sets, but like <laughs> if it's you know what I mean, if it's if it's serving <laughs> a purpose to you, mate, if it's what you need, it's what you need. I you mean, mate, what? I, I reckon I could start moving here. Yeah, yeah, yeah mate. Tag us on your story, John. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's like I'll look at myself in a gym mirror. I thought you even look like you really know what you're doing. You ain't got a clue, but I, I like it. I like it. Honestly, I reckon in one in one hour session, and this isn't between every set. I reckon I can rack up two thousand, three thousand steps. 
And all of, if you're trying to lose weight, and this is where it started. Yeah, when I was yeah. cutting for Ibiza, I was like, man, he's demanding a lot of steps out of me here. And I do not know where they're coming from. Yeah, so exactly. I was like, here we go. Here we go. Um, I think I think that'll do us for today. Mate, episode. I agree. I agree. I, I enjoyed that. We'll wrap we it up touched, there. Touched on some serious subjects and the, the intense stuff and whatnot. That's like... If you get your head around that and just simplify stuff, mate, people are going to be laughing. Uh, that's so, more fire to come. More fire to come. We're on the regulars here. We're doing it every week. Episodes being uploaded every Wednesday at 10 p.m. You can see short clips. If you do want to help us out, then I would really appreciate you just sharing with one person, someone who you think, you know, like, oh, this is one of the lads, or you know what, I know someone who goes to the gym, or I know someone's into this kind of thing. It yeah. it just kind of like gets them in on the conversation, and that's what will help us kind of like just reach more people, I guess. Absolutely, mate. I think that's a good shout. So thank you ever so much for watching and listening, and uh, we'll see you again very soon.